0: Everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, I am going to talk about an interesting topic which never fails to get some people that are mad at me, like so many things I talk about. Um, But this one is the idea that men should protect their wives. Now, a lot of people, both male and female, say that this is sexist and that. I don't know. That's pretty much it. It's sexist. <laughs> I mean it's it's not usually a very in depth critique. But yes, there I do believe full disclosure that men and women are different. Um, a lot of the time, and you know, they can be more similar than different in certain areas. But if you've worked with couples and with individuals for as long as I have, you tend to notice some themes and different things that people want, which I myself attribute to a lot of evolutionary plus societal um, causes. So, particularly when women are young and they're in the child rearing and child bearing years, they seem to, myself included. Every woman I I really talk to, they seem to want a man who will protect them and look out for them. This is very evolutionarily mediated. You are having a small baby. You are nursing. You are carrying a baby around. You want somebody who is going to look out for you. And if you're not doing this yet, you you will be. Your body believes that you will be. So even if you are child-free, there is something in many women, if not most women, that wants to be taken care of and protected. So what are some ways, since we do not live in the jungle and there are no tigers or lions around in most people's uh, environments, what are some ways for a modern day man to protect his wife without making her feel patronized or um, making her feel like she's his daughter or whatever else the criticisms would be. Because let me tell you, men are scared in today's uh, era. They are really terrified to do the wrong thing. If they do the wrong thing, then they are treated as though they are some sort of a rapist, even if they are really a nice guy. So they never want to act too aggressive. And sometimes they throw the baby out in the bathwater there, and they don't even act assertive because they're so scared of acting aggressive. So there are men who are terrified to hit on their wives at all, to make any sort of sexual remark. Um, Men who are scared to even tell their wife that she looks attractive, basically, because they do not want to be thought of in any way as a predator and make her uncomfortable. Um, So how can a man reconcile that he's being told, by the whole world that he needs to be very deferential and watch out for uh, not patronizing his wife, but also at the same time make her feel protected. Well, this is a fine pickle that many men find themselves in. So what I say that you need to do if you're a man who's trying to protect his wife is look for ways to protect her that she actually says to you that she wants, because, you know, most women don't have, you know, there's this all this stuff about how women find it so hard to express themselves. You know, find me some because <laughs> the women I see in couples counseling, they express this shit out of themselves. They express themselves really good A plus and they're having these fights with their husbands and the fights will go something like, why don't you ever look out for me? Why don't you care? You know, your mom, she said that we don't parent well and that we shouldn't have sleep trained the baby and that I shouldn't be breastfeeding. and All you do is sit there. Why don't you look out for me? Right. Well, so, I mean, you know, this is kind of a basic IQ test. What does she want him to do? Oh, she wants him to defend her to his mom. So that's the way that this specific woman wants to be protected. Now, does he have to go over there and uh, punch his mother in the face? Certainly not. But he can certainly do something that isn't called standing there like a silent potato. So what would he do? He would say, Mom, uh, leave her alone. If you have something to say about our parenting, say it to me. She's a great mom. All right. That's an easy thing for you to memorize on a flashcard. What are some other ones? Frequently, women do not want to be um, doing bad things to themselves that they are kind of uh, stuck in a bad loop doing. So for example, they're staying up too late and they're not getting to the gym. You might think that this is, oh, this is on the level of horrible. You know, if I told my wife when to sleep or when to go to the gym, boy, she would think I was a real asshole. Maybe not. Because that's also called being supportive. So you could try it. What's the worst that would happen? Your wife would be mad at you. What's it, Tuesday? Doesn't she get mad at you? Like Tuesday, Thursday, many days out of the week. So, you know, who cares? You can try. So you could try to say, hey, I think you should go to sleep now. You've been on your phone for like an hour. You're always so tired. Let's go to bed, sweetheart. I love you. Right? That would be a nice thing to say. If you don't think it would work, so try it. What do you have to lose? Nothing. If you get into a fight, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably get into fights anyhow, or all is not perfect in paradise. So try it. Try to say, hey, you told me you wanted to go to the gym. I think you look awesome, but you said you wanted to, and I want to be supportive. Let's go. Let's go for a run. Let's go to the gym. More people, men and women, would be receptive to this sort of um, caretaking than you think. I just did a podcast about reparenting, and one thing, it's a bonus episode, so you do have to be a paid subscriber to listen, Um, but anyway, one thing that many people didn't get were firm, loving uh, rules and boundaries from a parent. That's the ideal type of parenting, authoritative, warm, and firm, which is distinguished from authoritarian, which is strict and cold, or permissive, which is warm and loosey-goosey, no rules. Authoritative, warm, and firm is the best sort of parenting linked to the best mental health outcomes in children, because they have boundaries, but sometimes the boundaries can be moved with empathy and understanding. They're not just drilled you know, into the wall like they are in stricter homes where there is less empathy. Um, I could do a podcast on that, so let's not go deep down that rabbit hole. But anyhow, people didn't get this, many people, so they wished that a partner would finally do it, that they had somebody who was actually looking out for their best interests in a warm and firm way. You can be this person for your partner, and that is a version of protecting your wife that she may really love. Now, getting back to like when I said, so what's the worst that could happen? She's going to get mad at you. Many men are terrified that the woman will get mad at them. And this is something you can really work on in counseling. And I'll link you to my podcast not my podcast yet, my blog post, stop caring so much what your wife thinks because you got to stop thinking caring so much what your wife thinks. You really do. It's not helping anybody. You're terrified of her, which makes you act like a terrified little boy and she's mean mommy. The reality is she's just a human being. She's probably, probably irritable if she has children and she's a woman uh, that is dealing with children and stress. So woman, children, stress irritable. You know, men get irritable too. They usually though, don't get as much irritable as they get like angry or aggressive. Women are just like kind of snippy and irritable. This is manifests differently. Either way, if your wife gets irritable with you, so who cares? Who died really if your wife gets mad at you? You need to go on persevering and being the man that you want to be in the relationship no matter what. So this is a good partner, a strong presence, A strong leader in the home, which women tell me they want. But then, of course, whenever I say that women want that, somebody tells me, oh, that's sexist. So let's shelve the sexist. And you could think I'm sexist. But I'm telling you from my clinical experience, what seems to work and really speak to women is a man who takes assertive command of a situation and cares about the family and is looking out for everybody in the family. So that's her and the kids. Right so what are some other ways that you can protect your wife? You can also protect her when she from from negative emotions. So she is sad or she is scared, you can try to cheer her up. I've written about this. In this age of overvalidation, everybody thinks that cheering up somebody who's upset is now bad. This is crazy. Cheering up somebody who's upset is good. I don't know how it got to be that this is bad. It's not bad. If somebody is upset, you can say, oh, I'm sorry, that sucks, but why does it end there? Many people have their validation um, end there, and they just sit there um, basically mourning with the person, oh, I'm sorry, and that sucks, and I'm sorry, and that sucks, thinking that they're doing a good job with validation and empathy. They may be, but at the end of two people keening and moaning over the same problem, the person feels worse, not better. This is why therapists don't do that. (laughs) Therapists will say, oh, I'm sorry, or that's terrible, or that sounds so hard for you. But guess what? We're also trying to figure out ways to feel better and to reframe the situation, and to not endlessly... Everybody talks about sitting with the emotion. Sitting with the emotion is great. Sit with it for five minutes. After that, though, let's try to move on with our lives at least a little bit. So when your wife, let's say she is... Let's just go full out with the sexist, right? The sexist, that's actually true. Let's say it's the day before her period, aka the day that I personally burst into tears over the fact that my children are larger, than they were last year or any other thing right that will trigger me because in that state you're very hormonal you're very easily upset so let's say that it's your wife and it's the day before her period and she is crying and saying you never loved me if you had really loved me then you would have spoken at our engagement party And you're like, what is this new hell? I didn't even know that was a thing people did. What in the hell? And if you're like many men, you're going to go down this crazy path of she's been thinking about this for 15 years and this is something that I can never make up to her. And now I'm first of all not going to have sex in the next 36 days and or she's going to leave me and this is a horrible situation. No, no, she's mad. She's mad. So she picked something that she's mad about. I'm sure she's thought about it, not for 15 years straight, but periodically she thinks about it and she's crying about it. So instead of getting defensive, of course, don't do that, or the one which the more evolved man would do, which is, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It must be so terrible. Yes, say that. Say that for like five minutes. It's so sorry. I'm so terrible. I'm so stupid. If I could do it again in a time machine, I would, you know, sing you a song at the engagement party. But then try to get up and get moving and protect her from this tendency to slip down into these murky depths of depression from this bad thought that she had, right? So get up and moving. She's upset. She's crying. Say, sweetheart, you know what, though? why don't we, why don't you come over here? Why don't you come over here? Because we we needed to bake cookies for the kids thing, right? We needed to do that for the party. Let's start doing that now. Or here, you know what we could do? Hey, we could play this game. Got this game for the kids. That would be kind of fun, wouldn't it? Or hey, I saw this funny YouTube thing. Let me show this to you. Let me try to cheer you up, sweetheart. I know I was wrong. I was very wrong about the engagement party. Let me try to cheer you up. So here you are trying to move things along. Move things along. And I've talked about using confident momentum to move things along. I could link you to that too. So These are all ways to protect your wife that you may not really think of as protecting, but this makes her feel loved and secure and safe and valued, which is what she wants to feel. Women want to feel taken care of, safe, valued, and loved. Right. So this is a way that you can. These are ways that you can make her feel like you are there. That you are a strong presence that she can count on. Which is her fantasy: is to be able to cede control to a strong presence. And now, if I say it like that, right? You could tell where this is going because she's going to get a lot more into you. She's going to be a lot happier and feel more romantic, shall we say? Right. And. Really, a lot more affectionate, because you are finally stepping up and doing something that maybe short- term she doesn't want you to do, but you have the strength to understand that that gives her long-term benefit. So think about taking care of your wife in a way that gives her long-term benefit, even if in the moment, you do not say something that she wants to hear, such as, "Why don't you get off your phone?" right? And go to sleep because you are always so tired. So, short term, she may be like, Don't tell me what to do. And if every single time you say it, by the way, if she says, Don't tell me what to do, don't tell me what to do, well, then, I mean, what can you do? (laughs) You could tell her, I'm trying to look out for you, I'm trying to protect you. But if she really says, No fucking way, I'll be on my phone if I want to, well, I mean, you're only human. You're not Houdini. So, but in the case that she looks up and she says, Okay, you're right. Then she may smile at you. She may start to feel like you have her back, like you are somebody who is looking out for her. If every time that she tells you that your mother, I'm just going to use your mother as the example of all that is evil because it might resonate with uh, your personal experience without conversations go. um, If your mother said something to her, be on her side. You don't have to say, yeah, my mother's the most horrible person in the world, but you could say, wow, that sucks. I'll talk to her and talk to her. You know how easy it is, by the way, this is like a useful tangent. Um, you know how easy it is for guys to talk to their mother? Mothers love their sons so much. Men don't even try to, to talk uh, assertively to their moms because they're scared of hurting their mom's feelings or they think this one is crazy that their mom won't listen their mom will listen more times than not their mom actually will listen unless she's like some real true narcissist which most people are not so if you say to your mother hey can you literally never talk to her my wife about sleep training again ever this is causing me marital problems nine out of 10 times, your mom will be like, oh my God, really? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. No. All right. Well, you know, I didn't mean it. Well, you know, well, you know, you, you and she'll get real flustered. And again, you, that's, that's not your problem. You don't have to be codependent with every unhappy woman and solve her, uh, emotional problems in the moment that's what we just learned about your wife so this would be a little corollary stop so caring so much what your mom thinks and you would be like okay thanks so much and really honestly she's going to try not to talk about sleep training anymore because she doesn't want to ruin her relationship with you her child her son the light of her life so you know that's how you would go about doing that and in any way where in any way that your wife seems to want help if she says i am so overwhelmed you step in and you do the thing you could say but then i'm going to be doing everything because being overwhelmed is constant well honestly if being overwhelmed is a constant for her then she's probably struggling with depression and or anxiety so you got to help it's just like if she was diagnosed with cancer if she is in any way emotionally physically, mentally suffering, this is what this is what marriage is. So start doing more stuff. And when you start doing more stuff, this is a secret. If you start doing more stuff, let's say you start doing everything, right? You say, oh, I can't do everything. Sure you can. If she really had cancer, you would do everything. So let's say that you did everything in the house, all the housework, all the childcare. If you took that much shit off of her plate and she's still upset, at some point it's going to occur to her or you may be able to say, seems like you're pretty depressed, seems like you're pretty anxious, maybe you should speak to someone. Because otherwise, she can blame it on the straw man if you don't do enough. Or maybe you really don't do enough, then it's no straw man. Either way, if you do more stuff around the house, if she feels overwhelmed, then she will be wrong about why she's overwhelmed to the point that she will start to see it. Well, he does this and he does this and he does this and I don't feel any better. So then she may be able to say, oh, I have to work on my own self. My feelings of overwhelm may be more intrinsic to me. So that's just a little hint. All the time, if you want your partner to start focusing on stuff internally, fix your own shit. This is such a magic trick, right? So if couples come into counseling, let's say that the guy gets really mad and he yells. So every time we come in and she says he yells, him yelling is bad, so great. So we talk about that because he's being aggressive and loud, which is, of course, bad, especially if there are kids in the house. So I say to him, and he says, but you don't understand. She baits me. She says this crazy thing, that crazy thing. She doesn't do this. She doesn't do that. I even think that she's texting with an ex-boyfriend. I don't know what's going on. So I say, listen, if you want us to talk about all that stuff, stop yelling, right? Stop yelling for one week. Next time I meet up with you, we can't talk about you yelling. Because out of all the things you called her, you didn't say she's like a psychopath. She's not going to lie pathologically in couples counseling. So I'm going to say, did he yell this week? She's going to say no. And then guess what? Guess where the focus is going to be? Maybe it's going to be on some of her stuff. So always the trick to making your partner focus more on them is be better. Not be worse. Be better. Be better. And then the smoke will clear and their issues will become the salient ones to deal with. So that, that's always something you could try. Now, if you've been trying to be better and be better and be better forever and it doesn't work, then you're in a very dysfunctional relationship and you need to get out. But anyhow, that was, that's a wrap. And I will talk to you guys soon. And I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Please leave me feedback and have a great day.